0: Hello, and welcome to Reflections, five-minute encouraging biblical stories. The last episode described the chief captain taking the threat that Paul's nephew brought to his attention very seriously. So, he sent Paul with an escort of close to 500 guys down to Governor Felix in Caesarea. Paul arrived safely, and with the governor agreeing to hear Paul's case when the accusers arrived. We left him in Herod's judgment hall it is interesting to think about what has happened to the guys who took the oath to not eat or drink unless Paul was killed. Let's see how God unfolds the next part of Paul's life. Acts 24, one, and after five days, Ananias, the priest, descended with the elders and with a certain order named Tertullus, who informed the governor against Paul. And when he was called forth, Tertullus began to accuse him, saying, seeing that by thee, we enjoy great quietness and that very worthy deeds are done unto this nation by thy providence, we accept it always, and in all places, most noble Felix, with all thankfulness. Notwithstanding that I be not further tedious unto thee, I pray thee that thou wouldest hear us of thy clemency a few words. For we have found this man a pestilent fellow, and a mover of sedition among all Jews throughout the world, and a ringleader in the sect of the Nazarenes who also hath gone about to profane the temple, whom we took and would have judged according to our law. But the chief captain Lysias came upon us and with great violence took him away out of our hands, commanding his accusers to come unto thee, by examining of whom thyself mayest take knowledge of all these things whereof we accuse him. And the Jews also assented, saying that these things were so. Wow, okay, so that was a lot. Also, we see that their story is different from Lysias' letter to Governor Felix. We also notice that the high priest waits about five days before going down to accuse Paul. During that time, they were able to talk to and get this great orator of the time to present their case. Seems a little bit like they were getting a lawyer. Then, did you see that the orator opens with a lot of pretty words about the governor? That is an interesting strategy because it seems to me that the Jews and the Romans didn't have the best relationship. So I wonder if the governor just kind of rolled his eyes at the comments or if they were needed pleasantries to address the governor. They also say that they found Paul to be a deadly, annoying and troublesome person all throughout the world and a leader of the Nazarenes. But they don't list any actions or instances where Paul is demonstrating that his character stands up to any of these words. Then they mention that he was going to profane the temple, which was proven wrong, but they bring it up here anyway. They then say they were going to judge him according to their law. But if we remember back just a couple of episodes, literally the crowd was beating Paul to death and then word got to the chief captain who came down and saved him. They mentioned it was with great violence that the captain took Paul from them. But if we look back, we see that when they saw the captain, they stopped beating Paul and Paul was put in chains while the captain tried to figure out what was happening. Then, because they were not unified and didn't know why they were beating Paul, they started a shouting match. That is when Paul had to be carried into the castle because the crowd was getting so violent. So we see that it is the exact opposite of what they say happened. We also will remember that the captain Lysias had Paul go to the council to try to figure out what was going on, but that turned violent as well, so once again Paul was removed. Then when the captain heard about the plot to kill Paul, That is why he told the accusers to go down to Caesarea. So there's some key details and facts that are left out and some blatant lies in the story presented to the governor. Have there ever been times in your life or in our world today where you face a similar situation? Where the narrative that is being put forward is not correct or leaves out important details? It is very interesting to note that people over time have not changed their ways very much and the tactic of old remains in place today. Like it says in Ecclesiastes 1, 9 and 10, The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be. And that which is done, is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. Is there anything whereof it may be said, See, this is new. It hath been already of old time, which was before us. God sees what is happening in each of our lives and has watched these same types of things occur over and over again throughout history. Man is sinful and in need of the powerful, loving, and merciful God who covers our sins and gives us hope in life eternal with Him. Like it says in Psalm 121, 1-3, I will lift up mine eyes into the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. As Paul is hearing these accusations and falsehoods, I can imagine his anger is rising. And when we face similar situations and also immediately turn to anger, remember these verses. There is nothing new under the sun. God has seen this all before. And turn your anger into prayers to him. He made heaven and earth. He won't let your foot be moved. He's never sleeping, but always caring for you. Have peace and hope in that fact. Join me in the next episode to see what happens next.